0: no other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Bitterness is a deadly disease that plagues many people. But do you know that God has a remedy for bitterness? We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 15 on Simply the Bible.
0: God had performed a mighty miracle by parting the Red Sea so that Israel could cross on dry ground. He also collapsed the walls of water upon the Egyptian army so that none of them survived. Moses wrote a song about this remarkable event to teach to the children of Israel. We pick it up in Exodus 15 verse 20. Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. Worship is a family affair. Moses wrote the song of God's triumph over the Egyptians, and Miriam joined in with Tambourines and dancing. The children of Israel are exuberant people who are passionate in their worship. David, the man after God's own heart, danced mightily before the Lord. Other women joined in the celebration and Miriam echoed the words of Moses' song. Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. This was a time of joyful exuberance and praise to Yahweh for all that He had done. Verse 22 So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now, when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara, And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Three days is about the limit that a person can go without water. Now, they no doubt carried water with them, but that would have been used up rather quickly in the desert. And after three days, they finally spotted Mara, where there was water and a great sense of relief went through the entire camp. Just a little bit farther we can make it, and then we can drink to our heart's content, they reasoned. But then the leaders discovered that the waters were bitter and not drinkable. Their patience, which had been nearing its end, now gave way to utter frustration and disappointment. Their hopes had been dashed. So they complained against Moses, and they named the place Marah, because Mara means bitter, and now even they were bitter. There is a Mara in every believer's life, and probably more than one. We each have our share of bitter experiences. We are overlooked for the promotion, or fired from our job, or somebody slanders us. Or maybe we're in an unhappy marriage, or our children are wayward, or perhaps we lose a child. Being a person of faith is no immunity against the Maras of our life. In fact, we have been promised that since our Lord bore a cross, we will also have crosses to bear. But Mara is intended to be a small town we pass through on our journey and not our destination. Sadly, some people settle in Mara, making it their permanent residence. Mara is a necessary stop on the way, but it's a miserable place to live. The permanent residents of Mara have drunk the bitter water and become bitter themselves. Bitterness is one of the worst things that can happen to a person. It poisons the soul and infects others. Unchecked, bitterness can wipe out an entire community. No wonder the scripture warns us in Hebrews 12:14, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Good relationships take lots of work. And we are always failing people's expectations in some way. And often, rather than those people working it out with you or talking to you about it as a mature and peace-loving sort of an individual, uh, they harbor a grudge and become bitter. Therefore, we must pursue peace with all people. As Paul says, In so much as it depends upon you, live in peace with everyone. We have to pursue peace like we pursued our wives before they were our wives. That is, we have to go after it with the gusto until we get it. And since we have all been guilty of committing offenses against others, we must also pursue holiness. That is, we must wholeheartedly seek to be holy as God is holy. Now, we are saved by grace And we are sustained in loving relationships with God and others by grace. But we fall short of the grace of God when we allow hurt feelings or perceived offenses to trump God's grace. And rather than gracing one another by giving them the good they don't deserve, we judge them and withhold grace and forgiveness and harbor grudges. This forms a bitter root in our heart, which grows up and defiles others as we spread it around. Bitterness is really nasty stuff. Now, when the bitter Israelites cried out to Moses, at least he did the right thing. Verse 25, so he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Moses cried out to the Lord. What do I do? These people need water to drink. It is interesting that the healing tree was there all along, but Moses didn't see it. Or maybe he did see the tree, but it never occurred to him that it had healing powers. Or perhaps there were no intrinsic healing properties in the tree, but when cast into the waters by faith, it was the means God used to miraculously sweeten the waters. We find a great lesson here, for there is only one way to make bitter waters sweet, and that is through the tree of the cross. Speaking of Christ, Peter writes in his first epistle, "...who himself bore our sins in his own body, on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you are healed." When we pass through our own bitter experiences, the cross reminds us that Jesus suffered far more than we're suffering. He was innocent, yet he was rejected and reviled and crucified. But he willingly submitted to all these things to save us. And when we are bitter toward others, the cross reminds us that Jesus paid for their sins as much as he paid for ours. There's a lyric from a worship song called At the Cross that we have sung. It goes like this, Where the wrongs we have done and the wrongs done to us were nailed there with Him there on the cross. The truth is that what the other person has done to offend me cannot even compare to what I have done to offend God. But God paid for all these sins at the cross. Therefore, we must cast the tree of the cross into our hearts and let Christ remove the noxious bitter root and fill us with his sweet redeeming love. He can do that. Then rather than making Mara our permanent residence, we can move on to better and happier places. Verse 25, we continue, there he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight and give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. To be sure, the maras in our lives are places of testing. God was testing them to see if they would trust in Him and keep His commandments. But these Mara times are also divine opportunities. It's been said that our disappointments are God's appointments. Therefore, it was in Mara that God made them a promise that if they would keep His commandments, then He would keep off of them all the diseases of Egypt. Wow, what a promise. And God even revealed to them a new name. He is Yahweh Rapha the Lord who heals you." There is a book called None of These Diseases by Dr. McMillan and Dr. Stern which talks about this verse. From the perspective of the health community they examine how the statutes and health codes that God gave Israel were thousands of years ahead of their time. Medical science has since proven that keeping these laws and dietary restrictions Lowers your risk for contracting many kinds of diseases. Amazing! God knew what he was talking about. Once again, we look to the cross. For we are told in Isaiah 53 concerning Christ that by his stripes we are healed. Now, I don't presume to understand why God heals some people miraculously and not others. But I do believe in the scripture And I do believe that Christ miraculously healed people while he was on earth. And I do believe that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, meaning that he can and still does heal people. According to Psalm 103, God forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. The same work of Christ on the cross forgives sin and heals disease. Therefore, I believe that God does heal people spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. While He may not do it in the way or time that we want, as His dearly loved children, we have every right to ask God for healing. Sadly, when we need healing, the Lord is often the last one we go to. Maybe if we went to Him first with faith in His mighty power and benevolent love, then we would experience His healing more often. Verse twenty seven. Then they came to Elam, where there were twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees. So they camped there by the waters. Now Elam means palms. This was a desert oasis. It is true that God leads us to Mara, but he also leads us to Elam. My wife and I have found that vacations and weekend getaways are essential for our marriage and for the health of our bodies, and It makes us better fit for ministry. As we travel on our journey, God leads us to invigorating wells of water and 70 palm trees. I'm thinking of In-N-Out Burger right now. He gives us an oasis in the desert for our rest, refreshment, and revival. Yes, for us, Elam, like Mara, is a place to visit, but unfortunately, it's not a destination. At least not for me. One day we will come to our permanent Elam, the paradise of God, and
1: then we can stay a while. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see the amazing way God feeds such a great multitude in the middle of the desert. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible.